It is Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. No tags for running backs. And the Tar Heels hang on. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Deadlines come and gone for the franchise tag. Yeah, the NFL Combine gets underway this week. Elsewhere, a controversial ending to an NBA game. But the Vegas lead, AJ, is going to be the NFL because we got some news, both Combine-related and free agency-related. With the NFL Combine in Indianapolis this week, the workouts won't begin until Thursday. But what the NFL Combine has essentially become is a convention for the NFL. The entire league is there, all the GMs, all the agents, the reporters, everybody is in town talking to one another. And that's why yesterday news came out. Today news will come out. And every day there will be different stories that will come out from Indianapolis. And the one that hit the headlines yesterday was that running backs Saquon Barkley Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard will not be franchise tagged this offseason. Yeah, I, I guess the one that surprised me a little was Tony Pollard. Uh, I assume that the Cowboys are going to work to get some sort of a long-term deal done with him. I'm not sure what the plans are for those other two teams, though. And I, I can't say that I'm totally surprised because if it seems like if, if, they, if those teams wanted to get something done with those players, they would have done it last year. And I don't think that either one of those guys went stock up this season mm-hmm. from a year ago, right? I mean, Jacob nope. certainly didn't. I don't think I don't think Saquon did either, despite staying relatively healthy. I mean, the the Giants and the Raiders. The truth is, those teams aren't good enough to have to like to be in a position to 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 spend big money on a running back because it's almost it, in twenty twenty four. It's like a luxury item, which sounds mm-hmm. kind of crazy, but that's just what it is. And those rosters just aren't good enough to support a, a highly paid running back. So uh, the Cowboys are. The Cowboys do have some talent on that roster. They they can, I think they can they they can afford to spend some money on Pollard, um, but I, I think they would much rather get it done long term than than pay him a franchise number. Uh, so no, no real surprise for me. But I, I like I said, I do expect that the Cowboys get something done with Pollard here soon in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's not surprising. Those three players were the big talk of last offseason. All three got the restrictive franchise tags. And the only player that really got a long-term deal was Jonathan Taylor, who got the $10 million a year with the three-year deal yep. when he agreed to with the Colts. So that, that's about it. I mean, the, the running back free agency was a free was a big story last year in free agency, and it's going to be an even bigger one this year because even though all of these teams – are expected to attempt to re-sign their players, meaning uh, the Raiders are going to try and re-sign Jacobs, the Giants are going to speak with Saquon, and the Cowboys will speak with Tony Pollard. But we know that Derrick Henry is going to be a free agent, and I don't think the Titans are going to work to re-sign him. The Chargers are letting Austin Eckler walk away, 
And other running backs that are going to hit free agency include DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Ezekiel Elliott, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So there will be no shortage of running backs in this free agency market and a salary cap that has been increased for this upcoming season. Yeah, and there, there's some teams who we expected to kind of be in trouble this season and not not be able to make uh, not be able to have much wiggle room, and it seems like those the, the salary cap relief came at the right time. And and I, I do think there's going to be a lot of spending, but I, I also think teams are going to be wary of spending it on running back. I, I think for whatever reason they've decided that that's just a, a replaceable piece. And um, you know when, when you when we've talked about the age 30 and it feels like, you know, that's, that's a good running back might last till mm-hmm. 30. Most of them are burned up by 28. And so it makes sense that they don't want to make these huge long-term investments. Um, but I, I do think there are some players that you see like, man, this guy is a real impact guy for this team. I, I think uh, two years ago, we saw it with, with both Jacobs and Barkley. And then this year when the teams weren't as good, they're just they They didn't have quite the same impact. It's, it's a confusing position. I think it puts GMs in a weird position because it, if you do sign one of these guys, you're taking a big risk uh, it, it, because more often than not, running backs who get signed to their second deal rarely end up panning out. So here's the list of the top players as far as um, you know, salary cap room is concerned with the new cap. The commanders have the most money to spend, and they already have uh, a, a pretty good running back in Brian Robinson, so they're not going to be in the market to add anybody else. The Titans are letting Derrick Henry walk, so obviously they're not, unless they're going to invest in someone younger, but they drafted Tajay Spears, and maybe they plan on handing the reins over to him. That's what they, I think that's the plan. The the Bears, same thing. They invested in Roshan Johnson, probably going to get him more involved in the offense. The Patriots have a ton of cap space, and they will certainly uh, maybe look to the free agent market to to address the running back situation, although they're happy with Ramondre Stevenson. I think they, you know, teams like having more than one back, and, and Ezekiel Elliott sure. served that role for them uh, last season. The Colts, they signed Jonathan Taylor, then I just said there. The Texans, you know, Devin Singletary is a free agent. They're going to have to decide what they do at the, run, at the running back position. You have a, a really good offense in Houston, AJ, with – the quarterback, obviously, talented wide receivers. Does any of these free agent running backs make sense for the Houston Texans to go after? Oh, I mean, Saquon Barkley from a, a scheme standpoint makes some sense. Uh, I, I don't know if the Texans are in a position where it makes sense for them to financially invest in a running back, though. Um, because like I say, that's it's almost like bells and whistles at this point. It, they've got a lot of draft capital. They could get someone young. Um, but if if Saquon Barkley, if the market is is bad for him, and they, they say, okay, well, we'll give you this, you know, two, we'll give you a two year deal. I don't think it, I, I think the Texans offered him two years at, at decent money. I, I I think maybe that's a, a nice compromise for everybody. I think the idea that like either one of these guys, Barkley or uh, Jacobs, is going to get like a, a five year contract is it's just not going to happen. Uh, so I, I I think that's like within the realm of possibilities. But the Texans are in is sort of a good position because you, you mentioned their quarterback. You mentioned the, the, the wide receivers, good young wide receivers. Nobody on that offense is paid besides mm-hmm. Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil's paid very handsomely. 
other than him, it's a bunch of guys who are like, I mean, guys on their first deals or, or guys who just aren't big money players. And that's maybe an opportunity for them to, uh, to spit, to spend some money on, on the running back position, but it's going to be a decision for them on if they want to go someone young who, uh, you know, they think fits into that. I I guess there's no better word for it than a, a Shanahan type scheme, um, or if they want to uh, go with a, a, a more experienced guy like Saquon Barkley and have some some veteran leadership there. They ranked 23rd in the NFL in rushing yards per game last season, and I think that they would want to improve uh, in their backfield. You got Damian Pierce there. I mean, they could re-sign Devin Singletary, but I think there's too many nah. big names out there, especially when you consider how dynamic of an offense this is with C.J. Stroud and the and the passing attack. That maybe get it, bringing in an Austin Eckler, uh, signing a, a DeAndre Swift. Like these are names that could certainly help improve the Texans, and I think that they're a team that has to spend money this offseason because they were a playoff team last year. And yep. they don't you don't want to be like a fluke playoff team. You want to be the team that is okay, this is about to be something for the next 4 or 5 years, especially when you have the quarterback on the rookie deal. This is your window now for the Houston Texans. So, I think if we're looking at the first team on the list of teams that have the most money to spend, the first team that I believe will invest in one of these free agent running backs will be the Houston Texans. I, I don't agree. I don't disagree with you. I, I could certainly see that happen. So uh, elsewhere, I mentioned the NFL Combine is this week, and that's why we have these storylines coming out. Well, we also have reports on who will not be working out in Indianapolis, and this has become more commonplace over the years, AJ. We know now that number one projected number one pick Caleb Williams and potential top three pick Jaden Daniels, two quarterbacks, will not be throwing during the combine. Uh, they're going to wait for their pro days to throw in front of scouts. And more players are deciding to do this over the years because they have control over their pro days. Whereas when they're at the combine, they are just, you know, at, at the beck and call of the NFL. And there's, you know, they're working with re- receivers that maybe they haven't worked with in the past. It, I don't understand what the point of the the combine is anymore. Um, it, it seems weird to me. And, and the Jaden Daniels one jumped out at me because it, there's guys who you might say, okay, you I, one guy might say, I don't want to throw. One guy might say, I don't want to run. Okay. But like Jaden Daniels has said, now I'm not going to throw. I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to run. I'll do some interviews and meetings and that's it. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I know these guys at their pro day, but it it's it throws me off. One thing I could say is like I I could maybe picture a situation where they I don't know when the LSU pro day is, for example, or or the the USC pro day, but I could see these guys wanting to come in with a little bit of extra weight on them now, and then lose that weight when they run their forty. Uh, you know, to to shave a, a couple tenths of a second off, mm-hmm. uh, but then like you know, it, it's it's one thing if you can weigh two twenty, and then the next you know two weeks later say, oh, I'm not I'm not going to weigh in here. You guys have seen me weigh in at the combine, but I'll run, and you go and run while you're at two o five. Yeah, you know, maybe that's a, a way to to kind of game the system. I, I'm not really sure, but uh, either way, it is odd now that, I mean, almost nobody wants to, to go do what the the guys are coming to see you do. All these guys are coming to see you and nobody, nobody wants to do the things anymore. 
Yeah, we do know like the second tier group or third tier, if you will, of quarterbacks will be throwing. So J.J. McCarthy of Michigan, Michael Penix of Washington, Bo Nix of Oregon, and Spencer Rattler of South Carolina will be throwing in Indianapolis coming this weekend. So, I mean, guys like Caleb Williams and, and Drake May, who don't really have anywhere to go, like they're those they're not going to improve their stock. They're, they're going to go one and two probably. But like, think if, if Jaden Daniels went and had an Anthony Richardson type combine, I mean, why why wouldn't he be in the conversation to go number two or number three? Uh, so to me, it, like there's upside for him. Guys like Caleb Williams, I get it. Like if Caleb Williams says, I'm not doing anything, he's probably going number one. Uh, but Jane Daniels, to me, there still feels like there's questions about him for for some of these uh, these teams. So I, I would assume they'd want to see more of him. It, it's it's but then there's people who say, well, it can only hurt his stock. What if he goes out there and he's a little bit of slow? Like, I, I don't know, man. If you uh, it, to me, if, if you're the dude, you go out there and you show everybody you're the dude. But that, that's just my thoughts on it. I and a lot of this is probably agents telling these guys what they should yeah. and shouldn't be doing. I still like the bet of Jaden Daniels to be the second pick overall at plus 120 because if Washington stays with that second pick, just listening to the way that uh, Cliff Kingsbury spoke about what he wants to see in a quarterback, it it leans more towards Jaden Daniels' running ability more so than Drake May. So right now up on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Drake May is minus 140 to be the number two overall pick and Jaden Daniels plus 120 to be the number two overall pick. Caleb Williams is minus 1,000 to go number one overall. So I think that is yeah, pretty, I think it's pretty, pretty much locked in whether it's the bears or not. <laughs> you know, yeah. We don't know uh, who's going to be picking number one overall. And I think maybe but, this weekend will, will help push that in, in, in a certain direction. But I mean, just remember there, there is something to be said about like Drake May's running ability. I think people just kind of look at him as a, a, a pocket guy, but he had nine rushing touchdowns this last season. He ran for almost 500 yards. It's not like he's immobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the question is, do you want a running quarterback or do you want a guy who can who can move around? And you know, there's a big difference. Like there, you can if you want a running quarterback, there's guys like Lamar Jackson or guys like uh, Josh Allen. Whereas there's also guys like Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert who, when things start to get Harry, they can move around enough. You know, they're not re- they're not setting up designed runs for the guy, but they can move around. You don't have to treat everybody like they're Kyler Murray, or Lamar Jackson. There's guys you can mm-hmm. you can move when they need to move. And Drake May, I think, falls into that category. I guess it's just a matter of a, of, of taste for a guy like Kingsbury. But I think it's it also brings up the question: Will the will the Commanders stay at number two? Like. If you want, it seems like Drake May's stock is is so high, or was so high. I don't. I, I guess I don't know what it is now. Now that Daniels is is in this mix, and I guess you just mentioned the numbers, it's not as high as I thought it was. But um, I, I would have pictured maybe someone trading up, and if the Commanders are really interested in Jane Daniels, maybe they could move down a little bit and still get their guy. Well, we'll certainly hear more reports each and every day coming out of Indianapolis. And then after the quarterbacks that do throw work out this weekend, uh, the odds might shake up there uh, for the NFL draft. You know, every once in a while, I'll be sitting at home and saying, what are we going to cook for dinner? What are we going to cook for? My wife says, I don't know. And then guess what happens? Omaha Steaks comes by and drops meat off on my front porch and makes all the decisions that much easier, Scott. Meat to your front porch? 
Can't beat it, baby. Doesn't get better than that. I had the meatballs last night, and they were delicious, man. It was easy to cook, reheat in the oven, and bang, dinner is served. It's steaks, it's chicken, it's pork chops, it's it's meatballs, like you said. They've got sides, so much great stuff. Guys, they've got a great sale going on right now. The Omaha Steak semi-annual sale is here. It's a sale so nice, they only do it twice. Score mouth-watering savings on all your Omaha Steaks favorites with 50% off site-wide during that semi-annual sale going on right now. From tender, juicy steaks to big, beefy burgers, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and so much more, now's the perfect time to grab all your favorites. Plus, get an extra $30 off when you use our promo code VEGAS at checkout and every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and shop the semi-annual sale today. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code VEGAS at checkout. Minimum purchase may apply. Listen, we get it. You're busy. You got work to do, kids to take care of. Got to get to the gym at some point. And make sure you're drinking enough water and figuring out what's for dinner is a whole nother project. Yeah, point is, you're busy. You don't have time for 10 minutes of commercials or scripted dating segments on your morning commute. That's why we created The Morning Show Podcast. I'm Carla Marie. My name is Anthony, and The Morning Show Podcast is a daily podcast aimed at keeping you informed and entertained in under 25 minutes. We kick off every show with the core four. It's the four biggest news stories that you should probably be aware of. And then we continue on with music games, pop culture news. And of course, what's trending, the thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. Yeah, it's my favorite. You can get the Morning Show podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your shows. Controversial ending last night in the Knicks-Pistons game. This was the call on MSG. Brunson, three-pointer, off the mark, rebound deflected, chased down, saved by Grimes to Fontecchio, knocked away, Hardenstein picks it up, out to DiVincenzo, 10 seconds to go, he throws it away, ball loose, picked up by Brunson, Brunson inside the heart, Hards banks it in, and a foul, Knicks take the lead. Mike Breen with the call on MSG. That was in the closing seconds, so a chaotic final play. And the moment where you heard him say, ball is loose, what occurred there, AJ, was uh, Dante DiVincenzo essentially diving for the loose ball, knocking over Pistons forward Azur Thompson. And... (laughs) Pretty, it looked like a, a, a play that's called a foul, you know, nine times out of uh, ten, maybe. Someone on someone on Twitter said Dante DiVincenzo turned into Brian Erlacher on this play. <laughs> he, he clipped his legs out from underneath him. Uh, it was not called a foul that the play went to Josh Hart, who gave the Knicks the 112-111 lead. He made the free throw, the final score right there, 113 111 Pistons head coach Monty Williams had a short press conference after the game and this was it in its entirety. Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game. 
period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game and that was not fair. I'm done. That was the end of Monty Williams' press conference. Now, the NBA did release a statement. The crew chief admitting that there was a missed call. And you know what? Doesn't matter because the game's over and the Knicks win and the Pistons lose. <laughs> I Does someone want to tell Monty Williams? I feel like someone should break the news to him that the Pistons don't play in big games this season. Well, it's at yeah. Madison Square Garden. They're eleven point dogs, and they, you know, hey, they covered. Like I think Monty Williams should be happy they covered the Pistons. You know, they're they're a good cover team. But uh, this was the quote <laughs> from referee James Williams: "Quote upon post game review, we determined that Thompson gets to the ball first, and then was deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York's Dante Divincenzo." End quote. You know, that's it's all well and good. And, and I, I'm frustrated by it, too. Like, not because, like, I, I cared about that game last night. I mean, as a Knicks fan, I'm happy for the win, but they didn't cover. So it didn't matter. I didn't, I didn't have anything on that game. But I hate the NBA's, like, two-minute report. I hate yeah. when they come out the next day or even, as the case last night, that night, and say, my bad, because it's not like they're replaying the final 30 seconds of the Knicks Pistons game from last night. Like they're just saying, all right, Nothing Knicks got to win. Yeah. Knicks got to win and the Pistons got a loss and we're sorry. Uh, but the Knicks are 35 and 23 and they're the four seed in the Eastern conference right now. And that win could be the difference between them possibly getting the three seed or falling out of the four seed and having to go on the road in their first round matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a it's a lot bigger game for the Knicks, obviously, than it is for the Pistons. But, I mean, you're you're right, though. Like, it, if the whole the, – what's what's the purpose of that two-minute report? Like, what, what does anyone gain from it other than frustration? Like, if you're a Pistons fan, all you are is pissed off. If you're Monty Williams, all you are is pissed off that, it, it, yeah, you looked at it and you were still wrong. So, what's, what's the upside there? I, I, I've never really understood it. Uh, obviously it's not, a, it's not something that would ever be overturned there. They wouldn't mm -hmm. even consider that. So what's the point of doing it other than saying like, Hey, these refs screwed up. And it, I don't know if there's a, a way to, uh, to, to, I don't think you can find them, but I guess you can say, okay, well, this is going to go against you when it comes time to, mm -hmm. to make playoff assignments or whatever, but it doesn't impact what happened last night. Nothing changes with that. Unfortunately. So here's my thoughts. Pistons are 11 and a half point dogs tonight in Chicago against the Bulls. I think we got to bet the Pistons because if there was ever a game where the Pistons are going to get the free throw advantage, it's going to be tonight. <laughs> They're at Chicago. Yeah. Mm, that, that worries me. I wish it was at home. I mean, I really do, but it, yeah, that's, I, I, it I just feels like you get a really focused effort. It just feels like you're going to get favorable. You're going to get a favorable whistle tonight. Yeah. 
I, I can see a, that. You made a stink. The NBA apologized. And now, you know, there's a phone call going into the refs for tonight saying, listen, why don't you give them a couple of calls? All right. Go easy. Let's, let's, if it's, uh, it, you know, don't you're not swing the, you know, the game. But like, let's you know, if it's if it's a 50 50, don't call it on Detroit. You know, if if you're leaning, maybe swallow your whistle a little bit. And uh, yeah, if one of their guys gets hacked, like, you know, blow the whistle a little bit. So I think, um, man, if a make right day. Exactly. Like, I don't know if you can bet like free throws or something like that. Like, I'll, you know, look, look later today on like the DraftKings of the world and see if there's a prop bet on free throws. But I I would think Pistons plus 11 and a half. That's my first inclination for tonight's schedule. Elsewhere last night, the Raptors defeated the Pacers 131-22. was the Nets over the Grizzlies 111-86. And the Heat, shorthanded, beat the Kings 121-110. So we see this a lot in the NBA, AJ. Uh, You know, star players are out. The line moves against the team. And then you get that focused effort. And Miami actually wins outright as a a 7.5-point dog. Yeah, I guess sometimes you uh you, you sh- and they not only win outright like dominate outright they yeah. won by double digits so uh even without their guys they, uh, like you mentioned they rallied the troops good focused effort by them nice job by the uh by the Heat. Here's what's on your schedule tonight besides that game with the Pistons and the Bulls. The Mavericks are at the Cavs. Cleveland, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Nets visit the Magic. Orlando laying eight-and-a-half. Warriors are at the Wizards. Golden State, ten-and-a-half-point favorites. Chris Paul is scheduled to make his return for the Dubs tonight. Hasn't played since January 5th. Are we expecting a big effort from the 19-year vet? No, I'm expecting uh, probably fewer minutes than he than his season average, and just to kind of ease his way back into it. So, uh, I, I don't think that he'll be out there, you know, for a significant amount of time. I might, I might actually look at some unders on him. I know, you know, obviously uh, there's some optimism, you know, when a guy comes back from injury, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. he's going to be back. He'll be a focal port. Um, I, I think it's it's weird that they're going to have Chris Paul and and Clay Thompson coming off the bench uh you know clay thompson's now the sixth man i i don't know exactly how he fits in the rotation even so it's uh it's a it, the warriors are in a weird spot right now because it's it's and it's not like they're playing so well that they can't use chris paul it's just their rotation is just a lot different than it was when when he left you know several months or i guess a little over a month ago jazz visit the hawks atlanta Three and a half point home favorites. Sixers are at the Celtics. Boston laying 12 and a half. Pelicans visit the Knicks. New Orleans, two and a half point road favorites. Spurs are at the Timberwolves. Minnesota, 13 and a half point favorites. Hornets at the Bucks. Milwaukee laying 14 and a half. Rockets are at the Thunder. OKC laying 10 and a half. And the Heat, second of a back to back in Portland. Miami laying six and a half. Are you less inclined to fade a Miami team on the second of a back-to-back when you know like Jimmy Butler will be playing tonight after taking the night off last night I I would kind of I mean I'm a little interested in a forced a forced night off as well yeah but it's a a night off nonetheless so uh, listen your guy's getting some rest uh you know he's gonna gonna be fully healthy I I wouldn't mind back in the heat on the road tonight yeah maybe that is the way to go R.J. Davis, have yourself a day, sir. Uh, North Carolina Tar Heels guard scores a career-high 42 points en route to a 75-71 
North Carolina victory. So the number nine. Boy, they tried. AJ, they tried to give this one away. I mean, they had the (laughs) double-digit lead, uh, and then it came down to free throws, and North Carolina kept missing their free throws, but Miami couldn't rebound the basketball. They had two chances uh, late, Miami did, after missed free throws to secure the rebound and have a chance at either a game-tying basket, a go-ahead basket, later uh, another situation, it was the potential to hit a game-tying three, and they just continually allowed North Carolina to get those offensive boards off those missed free throws. Just something that Jim Laranega had to have been fuming about after the game. Yeah, and Miami's not at full strength right now, but again, there's some things that are inexcusable. There's some basic things, and and that's one of them. So this is certainly a a disappointing loss for a Miami team that – was in the final four a year ago and now looks like they're probably not making the tournament elsewhere in the top 25 we had a system play yesterday scott and it did not come through as the number 15 baylor bears take care of tcu at tcu 62 54 win for baylor eve misi uh, with 16 points in the victory. So Baylor, who I think closes a three-point dog, uh, gets the outright win on the road. few games in the top 25 tonight, including the number one team in the country, the newly minted number one team in the country, the Houston Cougars, 13-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Cincinnati. Number 16, Kentucky, is at Mississippi State. Mississippi State system play here, three-and-a-half-point favorites number 21 Dayton a 10 and a half point favorite hosting Davidson number seven Kansas welcomes BYU into Fog Allen Kansas a six and a half point favorite Utah State an 11 and a half point favorite on the road at Fresno State and my best bet today will be on the Utah State Aggies laying the 11 and a half on the road uh, you're thinking what he comes on here every day talking about how important home field adv- or home court advantage is, and now he's betting an eleven and a half point road favorite. Yeah, it's not something I'm going to be doing a lot, but Fresno State is a dead team. Unfortunately, they they lost uh, this weekend by thirty two points at home to San Diego State. Uh, the game before that, they lost by twenty four at Boise. They're down to six scholarship athletes available to them each and every game, and They are without their top two big men, which is really, really problematic when you go up against Utah State, who has great Osibor, who's one of the better bigs in in the Mountain West Conference, as well as a seven-footer in Isaac Johnson. So just a front court that dominates going up against this team that just really has no answer for them. It's a bad matchup for Fresno State. They don't have the bodies. And Utah State runs at a tempo. They're a top 100 tempo in the country. Uh, where it, you, you play enough possessions and it could get ugly. Fresno's pretty slow, but but Utah State should run enough to, to where they can get some separation here. So I like Utah State minus 11.5 on the road at Fresno. And the number 20 San Diego State Aztecs, 22.5 point home favorites hosting San Jose State. 
just four games in the NHL last night. The Capitals with an exciting 6-3 win over the Senators. There were six goals scored in the first period of this game. So if you had the over six and a half, you were feeling <laughs> You probably good. felt comfortable. Yeah, you were feeling pretty good. Uh, the Islanders in overtime beat the Stars 3-2. Bo Horvat with the uh, overtime winner. Uh, last time these two teams played, they went into overtime and Bo Horvat scored the game winner. So <laughs> little synergy there. Uh, Oilers doubled up the Kings four to two. Edmonton continues to be an incredible third period team. So tied at two going into the third period. No sweat. They score two goals and win the game four to two. And the Kraken in overtime were actually in a shootout defeat the Bruins 4-3. A much larger schedule of games tonight, including the Red Hot Maple Leafs, owners of the longest winning streak right now in the NHL, currently at seven straight wins. They will be at home hosting the shorthanded Golden Knights. And as much as we like to back BGK, AJ, they're just they're, they're just banged up right now. No Eichel, yeah. no Stone. Uh, Toronto playing really good hockey right now. They are minus 160 home favorites elsewhere the coyotes are at the canadiens it's an even split minus 110 both ways capitals on that second of a back-to-back are in detroit to take on the red wings detroit minus 180 sabers are at the panthers florida minus 225 lightning visit the flyers tampa minus 120 senators at the predators nashville a minus 140 favorite hurricanes are at the wild carolina minus 155 the blues are at the jets winnipeg minus 200 favorites kings on the second of a back-to-back will be in calgary this is split minus 110 both ways stars visit the avalanche colorado minus 145 and we love colorado here as dallas is on the second of a back-to-back on the road in colorado so that's a good sign for the avalanche although Scott Wedgwood did play last night, meaning that we will get uh, Jake Ottinger in net for Dallas tonight. But still, second of a back-to-back in Colorado, not a good situation to be in. Elsewhere, the Penguins are at the Canucks. Vancouver minus 155, and the Devils visit the Sharks. Jersey minus 240 favorites. Some news around spring training. The Dodgers uh, traded Manuel Margot, newly acquired. Manuel Margot to the Minnesota Twins, and they agree to terms with Kike Hernandez to return to L.A. So the Dodgers are also sending cash to Minnesota to cover the $12 million that's owed to Manuel Margot. And Kike Hernandez, who had a nice six-year stint with the Dodgers and then was with Boston and then returned to L.A., and now he is going to be back in L.A. as the utility man there, the Mr. Do-It-All. Um, elsewhere, the Cardinals. Help me understand the uh, the Margot situation. Like, it, was it just a – I mean, they decided after a, a very, very short time that they'd made a mistake? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand how you – No, it's just – I think – look, the, the, the key part of that trade was Tyler Glass now, right? So, the yeah. Emmanuel Margot came over in, in the Glass now trade – and I just don't think that they had a spot for 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 Margot. So they brought, so, when they brought him in, they brought him in as uh, knowing that he was an asset that was likely to be moved. They've been shopping him for like the past week I mean, for a while now. Okay, um, that so, makes more sense. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure that I'm pretty sure that this is a situation where, look, we don't want to pay this guy twelve million dollars to like sit on our bench and to be our fifth just, outfielder and a pinch runner. Yeah, we got we got no room for him. So let's just. Uh, you know, we'll trade him. We'll try and get something back for him. We'll send a couple of bucks to the other team because we can afford it. But 
Yeah. Yeah. I think there was just no room for him. Um, elsewhere, the Cardinals have signed Brandon Crawford to a deal. Long time San Francisco Giants shortstop Brandon Crawford, 37 years old, is going to compete for a backup infield spot. I mean, I can't believe it. This guy's, you know, he, he still wants to play, AJ. Sometimes, like, you know, you think the guy's going to retire and it's like, hey, right off into the sunset. But then that that itch just can't be scratched. And, well, you, you still want to play. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's not like it's boxing. Go out there, give it a shot. And if it works out, great. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, OK. But uh, it's not like you're you're risking brain damage by going out there uh, past your prime. If, if, if he thinks he can compete. And you know what? He's probably still got enough game to be a backup infielder. That's not a, a crazy thing. It's probably not when you get used to being in a certain role, uh, when you're the starting shortstop for a couple of uh, world championship teams, you're probably not used to just fading off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how he takes to that role. I am good for him. If he if he thinks he's got a little game left, might as well show it. Do you know who Brandon Crawford's uh, brother in law is? I do not. Garrett Cole. Oh, really? Yes, Amy Crawford, who played softball at UCLA, uh, is married to Garrett Cole, Amy Cole. That is well, Brandon Crawford's sister, so Brandon Brandon Crawford's brother-in-law. Yep, Amy me go. with the trivia. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually, you know, that was one of the, there was a video, I think it was like a couple years ago, of Garrett Cole and his wife, like, throwing in the backyard. And he was like, you know, he was firing it, firing the ball at her. And everyone was like, who the hell is this girl that like she's catching these balls from Garrett Cole and like <laughs> and, and then and then like I had to remind people I'm like um she was a division 1 softball player at UCLA oh and her brother is one of the like long one of, one of, the, one of the best infielders in major league baseball over the last yeah. decade or so so yeah I think it's a, it's a pretty good baseball family there the Crawfords um, elsewhere in spring training news, we know that Shohei Otani will make his debut for the Dodgers today. Also expected to make his Dodgers debut is Yoshinobu Yamamoto is going yes. to make an appearance, not today, but tomorrow uh, against the Texas Rangers. So we will get to see Otani get some at bats today. And tomorrow we will see Yamamoto throw against the Texas Rangers. Still time to save 20% at pregame.com. Here's your opportunity to use either of our promo codes while they are still active. So you can use the promo code CBB20, like college basketball, CBB20, to save 20% at pregame.com or NHL20, NHL20. Either promo code will get you 20% off any purchase at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Hey, yeah.